You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 349. Superboy teams up with another green guy. I am Paul French, and today I am solo dad lad. It is uh, Father's Day, so I had my dad staying over here uh, tonight, so wasn't able to do our regular recording time. So I'm on my own for this one. And uh, and so what, what we're going to do is, of course, delve into Paul's Superboy long box. Hmm, I need to think of a better way to phrase that. At any rate, um, a few weeks ago, uh, I regaled the story of how uh, Superboy first met a young Hal Jordan. Well, it turns out, of the Emerald Heroes, Hal wasn't the only one that Superboy met. However, unlike that one that was uh, an, an 80s uh, told story of, uh, of this meeting, this one comes from uh, a, some, somewhat earlier. Um, so this one actually comes from Adventure Comics number 258. So only uh, only eleven uh, issues after uh, the Legion first appeared, and so it actually is from uh, March nineteen fifty nine, and it is written by Jerry Coleman, and uh, the artist is George Papp, who of course, as a uh, as I'd mentioned before, did a lot of the old Superboy stories. Um, so, <clears throat> um, and in fact, the second Legion story was a, was a George Papp story as well. Uh, so let, let's hey, let's let's get right into it, shall we? Um, all right. So it is Superboy meets the Young Green Arrow. When a chance peek into the future informs Superboy that his Smallville neighbor, Young Oliver Queen, will eventually grow up to be the famed Green Arrow, the Boy of Steel is determined to help the youthful archer in his career. But the Boy Bowman proves to be a hopeless pupil when Superboy meets the Young Green Arrow. Uh, so we have on the splash page we have. Um, uh, well, it looks at least like Oliver can definitely hit the broadside of a barn. Um, he is, uh, they're shooting at a couple of targets, and of course Superboy is hitting bullseyes all across the board, uh, but but yeah, um, Ollie, he, he can't seem to hit any of them, and he's in the most ridiculous and somewhat precarious um, Robin Hood costume of, uh, I've ever seen. Uh, so, um, we start out with Clark Kent, who is, of course, secretly Superboy, walking home with... He's walking home with uh, Lana Lang, and uh, she asks if he wants to come to the uh, library to work on the Smallville High School pageant, and he says, no thanks. So uh, he gets to his basement lab, and, of course, uh, he, he said, oh, if, if Lana only knew that, my, that this is Superboy's workshop where I conduct super experiments as a hobby in the little free time I have... And so he's tinkering around with a uh, um, a time machine gadget. And he says, if I could ever get it to work, I'll be able to tune in on the past and observe past crimes while they were being committed. I'd recognize the criminals and pick them up easily. And so uh, he gets into it, and he's, uh, he's watching, and he says, I've succeeded. I've, turned, I've tuned in to an archery contest in the past, and what, what? that car and the 1959 date on the license plate I've tuned into the future some atmospheric disturbance must have enabled my machine to break through the time barrier 
And uh, so there's a sign that says that uh, tells everyone to come one, come all, see an exhibit of Green Arrow's skill. And um, and sure enough, that is exactly what we see. They've staged a, um, a bank robbery and or a, an antique robbery. And uh, as the criminal leaves, of course, he is uh, stopped by, yes, you know it, Green Arrow. And uh, so the guy points out that he is using a boomerang arrow. Um, and... Uh, because these are the trick arrow days, right? Um, so he says, uh, so Superboy's thinking, this is incredible. Why should a crime fighter of the future use such obsolete weapons as the bow and arrow? And, uh, of course, the guy, you know, Green Arrow, shoots the arrow with the boomerang, and it grabs the bag of, of cash out, or whatever the rare antiques are, um, and um, and brings it all back to, uh, to Ollie, and uh, who... Um, then use a, uses a two-pronged pitchfork arrow that uh, holds the guy up against the wall. Um, so then, they, then uh, they, they point out that there's uh, they, they show a demonstration on a rooftop, and uh, he, uh, he sees he sees him, um, you know, open up the water tower to uh, put out the blaze, all this stuff. And so he watches the thing, and then he sees. Um, uh, Green Arrow take off, and uh, he changes and unmasks in a secluded spot, and uh, so Superboy realizes, hey, he's got a secret identity. The mask wasn't a clue. I'm just saying. Um, and so he gets back to uh, to his place, and he sees Oliver Queen uh, uh, on the doorbell, because, you know, that's what you do. You don't put the number of the house. No, you put your name and uh butler answers the door says good day mr queen dinner is ready and he says so he's really oliver queen must remember that name i wonder if our paths will ever cross in the future when i grow up to be superman yes yes they will um so it turns out that um um uh, that's very weak um or several days afterward anyway but you know just days um New kid moves in, and and Clark thinks, man, he looks a lot like Ollie, Oliver Queen, but that couldn't be. But it turns out it is, and uh, so he, so Superboy looks out at the reader and says, it is he, the boy who will grow up to be Green Arrow. I wonder, has fate selected me to launch him on his career? Is that why I accidentally tuned into the future a few days before he moved into Smallville? And. Um, so he's he later is uh, Superboy is performing a chore for Smallville High. He's, uh, it's basically a, a history pageant where they say which famous figure they'll be, and uh, he says I haven't spoken to Oliver, and as yet he has no interest in archery. Or he says I've spoken to Oliver, and he as yet he has no interest in archery. He says maybe I can get him to attend the pageant as Robin Hood and start him on his career. Nice. Um, and so Clark talks to Oliver later, and he and Ollie says that he plans to go as Wyatt Earp, and Clark's saying, I'll have to change his mind, but how? So, well, right there's your first problem, Clark, because, you know, you're kind of interfering and uh, with the past, you know. Anyway, whole other thing. Um, so Clark says that he was planning to go as Wyatt Earp, and he says, but I've got a Robin Hood costume. I wore it a masquerade party. Do you think maybe you would? And he says, go as Robin Hood? Okay, I was admire him, but I've never been much interested in archery. Hmm, really. Um, Clark thinks, ha, he'll be interested soon enough. It's strange how fate works. This pageant will probably be his first step toward fame as the world's most renowned archer. 
so day of the thing we see you know uh, davy crockett we see a uh, uh, cleopatra julius caesar we see um a whole bunch and of course white Earp and uh and ollie queen um as robin hood in a again far too short robin hood costume um and a guy rides in uh, with a cowboy hat on um, uh, on a horse with a gun, and uh, he says, and Clark says, "Look, that man on horseback." And all he says, "He's not a kid from the pageant. He looks real, like the real." And he goes, "Yep, I'm the real Jesse James. That's who I am, partner. The greatest outlaw of all time, coming from the past to get the greatest sheriff. You, Wyatt Earp. Oh no." And it turns out Clark realizes immediately that these are real bullets. He says, those bullets can't hurt me, and by secretly using my superpowers, I can see that they don't harm anywhere else. However, I'll let Oliver handle this and prove himself as an archer. That kid dressed as history's famous prize fighter John L. Sullivan gives me an idea. And so Clark grabs one of the arrows and puts a boxing glove on it and uh, gives it to, to Ollie. And, uh, and, and Ollie says, I'll try, but I'm a pretty bad shot. Um, and he misses by far, and, and Clark's like, good grief, he's terrible. How will he ever develop into the world's greatest bowman? He, he missed the target, and that arrow is going straight toward one of the pageant's exhibits. So, seriously, Clark, the guy who said he had, he's never had much interest in archery, and you wonder, how could he be such a terrible shot? Um, so, anyway, the, the, bo- the, box, the boxing glove ends up hitting an, uh, a horse that has a bunch of people dressed up as, as 49ers, and... Uh, and so Clark says, better run, Oliver. That Jesse James character means business. And so he goes off to a secluded spot, uh, reveals himself as Superboy, and starts digging. He drills into the earth um, as fast as he can until... Oh, goodness. Um, he says, I see the horse right above me with my x-ray vision. It won't be scared because he doesn't, it doesn't suspect I'm here. And um, and so uh, so then Superboy manages to stop the runaway horse from underground, and uh, he says, "Huh, Oliver is getting James with his bow, all right, but not the way uh, Green Arrow of the future will, will be. You will use a bow, and what he's done is basically put the bow over the guy's uh, uh, neck and is is pulling back with it. Um, he says hey, he's clever and courageous, but he sure has a long way to go to as far as uh, marksmanship is is concerned. So later on." Um, and he's thinking, wow, it looks like Jesse James come to life, but I can't believe that. I wonder who he is and why he risked jail to sabotage our pageant. And he says, hmm, maybe the police will get it out of him. Um, so he gets back, and um, and now there's a guy, there's someone chasing uh, a, a, a knight, or a king. Um, uh, he's, he's dressed as King Arthur and there's uh, someone dressed as Sir Modred the knight who was Arthur's legendary enemy just as Wyatt Earp was attacked by Jesse James and he thinks hmm maybe Oliver wasn't so accurate because he was so inexperienced I'll borrow that hope from my uh, that rope from my classmate Tom Hawks who was dressed as Houdini the greatest escape artist of all time and give Oliver a chance to meet this emergency as the green arrow might yes this is gonna this is gonna end well um, so he ties one end of the rope to a tree and says, "That man, Oliver, that man's galloping here at full speed. Just before he reaches us, shoot this arrow into the tree. Um, yeah, shoot the arrow into the tree. His horse will rear up when uh, he comes to the outstretched rope and throw him. He goes, it's a pretty easy target. I don't see how I can miss it. 
but he does, and he hits a milk truck instead. Um, and uh, so Superboy, of course, Clark Kent, bit of a milk toast at the time, is uh, very concerned with all that milk being wasted when he hits the milk truck. Um, but that's okay. He grabs some sap from a tree and makes a quick repair of it. And uh, the um, the guy driving the truck thanks him and uh, he says, Jim Brand's name. I own the Brand B Ranch. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, the Brand B Ranch. He says, Any, anytime I can do you a good turn, you let me know. So he says, sure, you know. And uh, and he looks and it, it turns out that um, that Ollie is using his bowstring uh, to take out Sir Modred, but it, it, again in a different way. Uh, he's sort of swinging it around and uh, as as Mike kind of like a slingshot, and he, and he says, and Superboy says, "Huh, how ironical! Really ironical." Hmm. Uh, he says, "Young Oliver Queen uses that bow cleverly in a, in every way, except the one that will make him f- famous someday in the future." But he still says, "Hey, good shot." And um, and Ollie says, "Yes, but I'm causing nothing but trouble with this thing here, Superboy. Take it from me. I never want to see a bow and arrow again." And he's like, "Uh oh, I can't let him feel that discouraged. What can I?" And uh, he says, "Wait." Little Fred Winters from my science class who's dressed as Benjamin Franco and has lost his kite. And he sees the kite and he says, Let me have let me have it, Oliver, taking the bow. So I'll show you what can be done with a bow and arrow. And I, w- I won't use superpowers either. Just ordinary skill in archery. You know, ordinary skill in archery. Yeah. Um, so he takes careful aim and manages to pin the string to the pole so the kite doesn't fly away. And uh, but he says it's still out of reach. And um, so he he basically uh, creates a ladder along the along the uh, pole so they can climb up and get the the kite down, um, and uh, so he then goes to take uh, uh, t- to um, take uh, Modred to the uh, the so-called Modred to jail, and um, but all these is is pretty impressed, you know, with, with Superboy's skill, and he says, "I wish I could do that, but it's just impossible dream for me." Um, but meanwhile, um, uh, the sheriff of Nottingham, quote unquote, shows up, and he says, uh, "He says, on guard, thou green-clad outlaw. I have spent time to get thee." He says, oh, and so always thinking, the sheriff of Nottingham, Robin Hood's lifelong lifelong enemy. He's come out of the past to get me. How can I? Hmm. Houdini has more rope. I'll borrow some. He says, this this doesn't a, a require any skill. I'll merely shoot so that the arrow falls on the other side of that branch, which he does, and then uh, manages to, to knock all these uh, um, all these apples that, that hit the uh, uh, the sheriff and take him out. And so Superboy shows up, and again he's like, hey, he used a bow and arrow, all right, but not the way he'll use them in years to come when he, he'll be the famed Green Arrow. Guess my hunch was wrong. What took place today certainly won't inspire Oliver on his archery career. Um, but as they're talking, there's a Cherokee chief that attacks Will Bronson, who is dressed as Daniel Boone. And uh, Superboy says, do you think you stop him with an arrow, Oliver? And he says, I don't know. I'm so bad that, wait, I have an idea. I will stop him with an arrow. And he says, if he's going to use an arrow, why is he borrowing that horn uh, filled with gunpowder? Yes, this can't go well. Um... He says, I don't get it. He's strewing the ground with arrows and pouring gunpowder over each one. Um, 
And so it turns out that they're flint arrowheads. And so the the idea being that the um, the flint arrowheads will um, uh, be hit with the iron sh- shoes of the horses, and uh, and so that that's a good thing because basically it'll draw it'll strike a, a spark igniting the gunpowder. The explosion will scare the horse into bucking and upset the and upset the rider, making him drop the firebrand his firebrand yeah um he says huh the iron shoe hit the arrowhead but no sparks and no explosion resulted a clever idea oliver but it failed to work well it's time for superboy to to take a hand he says or i mean give a hand a light tap and another indian bites the air so he carries them off into uh you know uh the sheriff and the sheriff of nottingham and the indian um off to see the police uh he says god and all he's thinking gosh isn't he wonderful i wish that i could fight someday i could fight crime and help people the way uh, that he does but i have no special talents or powder or powers so at police headquarters um superboy is talking to the law and um and jim brand from Brandby ranch says uh, just told me that these men are uh, Jim Brand just told me that these men are, are cowhounds from his ranch Superboy they read about the history pageant and uh, decided to go on a spree and scare the town and uh, he's thinking then the, you know Brand is like yeah it was all a bad joke I'll pay for whatever damage they did and um, and uh, the guy says hey they uh, they hurt me more than anyone else with the horses they used uh, the horses they used were thoroughbreds I'd sold and managed to ship abroad. And then uh, the um, the boat sailed two hours ago without them. So you would you fly them to the SS Golden Leopard for me, Superboy? And he says, sure. So he picks up these horses in a little wooden corral. And he says, oh, there's the ship below. I'll fly down. So he does so. And I, and, uh, and uh, after Superboy is gone, the, these guys are laughing about it, saying, Haha, the boss sure was smart. If we'd tried to ship these horses past uh, the customs office, uh, they would never have passed the inspectors. They're pretty strict ever since we hijacked that quarter of a million in gold months ago. And, um, and it's, what they did was they were melting the gold down and shaping it into horseshoes and then painting it black. The idea being... Um, yeah, you know, just nice and easy. Uh, he says, uh, even more brilliant was the, the boss's idea of sabotaging that pageant, blaming his men, um, you know, blaming his men um, for preventing him from putting these horses on the ship gave him a perfect excuse to ask Superboy to bring them aboard. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, he saves an arrow, and he, he thought, hey, you know, this, this arrow that, that Oliver used, I'll keep it in my trophy room. He doesn't know it, but when he stepped on and failed to produce a spark, he solved his first big criminal case with an arrow. Meanwhile, and so uh, you hear a voice uh, over the rest when the when they turn to take the, the the big ship back, and he says, "Huh, let, we got full steam ahead, and and we're going backwards." And Superboy says, "Right to jail. My microscopic vision detected flank flecks of gold, where that Indian chief's." Um, uh, horse stepped on an arrow. I suspected this scheme as soon as I heard Brand's story. Miss mm, Brand, he's fishy. Soon at the Smallville police station, 
that that horse hit the flint head of the arrow with just the right force to create a spark. Uh, so when no spark resulted, I suspected um, that its shoes were made of softer metal, like gold. And so he, and he says, which wouldn't produce sparks. Young Oliver Queen really solved the case. Um, and so that evening, uh, he's, his superboy goes to check the, um, uh, the time machine again. And he says, oh, whatever atmospheric disturbance enabled me to tune in on the future has passed. I can't get a thing. Hmm. Maybe in a few minutes after, after lots more tinkering, I can finally get this machine to work. Uh, and then the next day, uh, Oliver pays Clark a visit, and he says, I'm afraid I was a disgrace as Robin Hood. I must be the world's worst archer, he says. And, me and meanwhile, Superboy turns around, winks at the camera, and says, little does he know uh, that one day he'll be the world's best. However, I guess he'll get his training somewhere else. I wasn't selected by fate to give it to him. No kidding, Superboy. No kidding. Um, so, again, so this is uh, sort of a late 50s... Um, uh, story uh, of Superboy, and so we've seen things where he's met heroes in the in his own context. So it's not really like a future hero; it's someone who will be a hero in the future. And there's a distinction, uh, for sure. And anyway, let, let's take a look at sort of what uh, what sort of makes this one tick. And there's actually another an additional Legion connection here. That's right, mystery Legion connection. It should be an excuse to take a drink, I'm sure. Um, at least for the ones where we're doing sort of non-Legion stuff. There's lots of Legion connections in an actual Legion story. Just saying. Um, so let's talk about Green Arrow. Uh, Green Arrow, actually, here's, here's another Legion connection. Not only was he designed by George Papp, the artist of this story, of this George Papp, who is the artist of this story, um, but he was um, also created by Mort Weisinger. Yes, he of Weisinger Plaza. Um so um, they actually first uh, Green Arrow appeared with his sidekick Speedy uh, in More Fun Comics number 73 which came out in November of 1941 um, so there were the obvious um, Robin Hood allusions but there was also a, a movie serial called The Green Archer which was based on a novel by um, uh, Edgar Wallace and, uh, and this was a 1940s serial um, uh, that basically it was a struggle over the Bellamy estate that ended up with Michael Bellamy accused of murder and killed on the way to prison while his brother Abel Bellamy takes control of the estate for his own nefarious plans and Bellamy is using Gar Castle as a base for his jewelry theft ring and he kidnaps his brother's wife to keep things on the quiet uh, insurance investigator Spike Holland enters the case and Bellamy continually dispatches the resident gang to do away with him. Detective Thompson, representing the law, is seldom of any help. Meanwhile, the estate's fabled green archer, a masked leotard Clark marksman, steals silently through Gar Castle and the event's grounds, confounding the enemy forces. So it was done as a 15-episode uh, uh, production. And... Um, but you know, could have been sort of packaged as a twelve. They're, they're saying, but at any rate, so so it um, actually starred Victor Jory, Iris Meredith, James Craven, um, Robert Fisk, Dorothy Fay, and Forrest Taylor. Um, so, <clears throat> um, so yes, so this was in a story done by uh, Weisinger and Pap, um, and of course in the in this case. Um, 
it was it was essentially he was a superhero archer but had those batman influences he had his sidekick speedy um he used uh, an arrow car and an aeroplane for transportation and had an arrow cave as his headquarters yes that's right um and of course he was a billionaire billionaire playboy they even used an arrow single to summon him and he even had a clown-like arch foe named bullseye who was similar to the joker of course um What's interesting is this this uh, issue is actually significant because uh, another Weisinger created character, a fellow called Aquaman, uh, Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman. My my daughter would be most upset with me for saying that, for saying Aquaman, Aquaman. No, Aquavelva, Aquaman. Interesting. I'm just saying. All right. So, <clears throat> um, but Aquaman, Aquaman also. <laughs> See, now I'm catching myself on it. Aquaman also appeared for the first time in that issue. Um, and they, those two uh, features ran concurrently in more fun comics until the mid-1940s, as well as then in adventure comics between 1946 and 1960. That's where this story came from. Uh, he says that Green Arrow and Speedy also appeared in various issues of World Finest Comics until issue 140. And then the Green Arrow uh, and Speedy feature was one of the five uh, backup features to be promoted into one of the earliest team-up books, Leading Comics. So Green Arrow was one of the few DC characters to keep going after the golden age of comic books. The longevity of the character was due to the influence of creator Mort Weisinger, who kept Green Arrow and Aquaman as backup features to the headlining Superboy feature, first in more fun comics and then adventure comics. So... um, of course, uh, in this case, uh, in, the, in, in the article, they reference uh, the encounter between the young Oliver Queen and Superboy. Um, and there was also a short run in 1958. And, and actually, if you check out the um, Green Arrow showcase, it was one of the first uh, showcases that came out. It was, it was pretty early on. Um, they actually uh, have some of this run uh, that was written by Dick and Dave Wood and drawn by Jack Kirby. And um, and then, of course, Green Arrow would go on to grow a fancy beard and um, and uh, be featured in the, uh, the Denny O'Neill, um, well, basically for Denny O'Neill to, to make use of him, uh, where he uh, completely remade the character's attitude in JLA 75, and um, and uh, then would later become sort of a co-feature with Green Lantern um, in the uh, the le- now legendary run that uh, that, that uh, included you know um, a Speedy addicted to heroin and the whole hard traveling heroes thing and um, and then um, and then of course uh, after all of that. Um, uh, you know, we, we didn't get a lot of sort of solo Green Arrow for for a while. Um, he was more of sort of a, a team character for a little while, but then um, they decided to do something a little different with him. And uh, so, so uh, post crisis, they decided, well, you know, we've we've remade Superman, we've remade um, uh, Batman, uh, you know, basically redone a lot of these characters. So now let's uh, take a look at um, at Green Arrow. So they hired Mike Grell. Not the Legion connection, you see? They're all over the place. And uh, they came out with the Longbow Hunters miniseries. 
and it was a three-issue prestige format series, and um, uh, this included the torture of uh, Black Canary, and um, Oliver then, spoilers, folks, uh, but honestly, you, if, if you haven't read it, you should check it out, and, and you know, spoiler schmoiler. Um, so Oliver murders uh, her, her attackers, and this also was where we first saw Shadow, and um, um, and so basically, this also saw the end of the Trick Arrows, and it also saw a move from Star City to Seattle, Washington, and they put this, they added this to DC Comics' mature audience line. So remember, we've talked a while back about the question. It was never a Vertigo book. It was part of the mature audience, and it would have the uh, and and so this this book actually. Uh, the long uh, longbow hunters would later end up uh, not long after end up have starting a, a regular Green Arrow series uh, written and drawn by Grell at first, and I think then uh, Jurgens came in on on uh, on art, and um, and it was just and Grell was just writing it. Uh, a really great run, and uh, and some of it is a, a little dated now, but I'll tell you, it's it's still great reading. Um, you know, really interesting vigilante type, type stuff. And um, and so what happened was um, <clears throat> they would sometimes use some. They, they basically kind of now downplayed the superhero aspects of the characters. So Ollie stopped wearing his uh, mask and and actually was never referred to as Green Arrow in the book. Um, and uh, Black Canary was never shown using her sonic scream power. And sometimes they explained this as, as saying that it, after the events of the Longbow Hunters. Um, she had uh, she had lost this power, and so they would have the odd um, um, crossover special where they could have basically to, to team up with Denny O'Neill stuff. So you know, like either Batman or or the Question, um, but but Grell basically wrote him largely isolated from the DCU, um, and so whenever his friends did appear, say Hal Jordan for example, they were wearing street clothes and used only the civilian names. So the idea was he was really trying to keep this separate. Um, uh, Grell created a, his own supporting cast, including Shadow, and there was also uh, Seattle Police Lieutenant Jim Cameron, who was disgusted with uh, Green Arrow's vigilante actions, which included killing criminals. Uh, there was a re renegade CIA agent, Greg Osborne, who began to monitor Queen's activities, as well as Eddie Fires, who was introduced as an adversary, but later became a companion of necessity when Green Arrow was forced to leave Seattle after false accusations of aiding terrorists. And then um, Dinah dumped Oliver, Green Arrow number 80 came along, and uh, Grell was done. And um, But during this time, he also, uh, in the book, this was in the book uh, Green Arrow, The Wonder Year, he re redefined uh, Green Arrow's um, origin. He portrayed him as a thrill seeker who inherited the family business at a very young age. Um, then, of course, he ends up on the island um, and takes uh, crime fighting as a means of rebelling against his responsibilities. And during um, his first adventure in Star City, he met an old flame uh, who was a um, former college radical who warned him that if he continued to carry his bow, he would one day have to use it for real. Um, so it was kind of establishing his attraction toward dangerous women. Um, and then basically, once Grell left, they, they kind of 
started they started shuffling him back into the uh, into the mainstream DCU. A lot of this was written by Kelly Puckett with art by Apero, which hey, it's always a good thing. And um, it came out of the mature audience line because by now you had Vertigo kind of coming along, and and those books had kind of evolved into that. And uh, they they did not want to fit this into that area. Um, so it, it hadn't been, you know, actually it hadn't been uh, under the mature audience line for, for several issues by this point. But like, so actually Grell was kind of, um, and this might have even been why, why he ended up uh, leaving the book because they were kind of changing things around, uh, moving the goalposts as it were. Um, but he began appearing in various superhero titles as a guest. Um, for example, he showed up in uh, Green Lantern 47, where he helped him to rescue his longtime girlfriend, uh, uh, Hal's longtime girlfriend, Carol Ferris, and her family from one of Hal's enemies, as well as in Zero Hour. And in Zero Hour, of course, you know, the, the, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, and around this time, Connor Hawk was introduced, revealed as Ollie's son, and then he was killed and would later come back in the Kevin Smith era and I'm not going to get into any any sort of the further stuff because I really kind of wanted to get into the uh, in, into the origins but yes yeah, so created by Mort Weisinger George Papp and of course this story was brought to us by one George Papp as well, uh, as well so one of the creators was definitely involved in this and that's always kind of fun um, anyway um, I'm going to keep this one short so um, uh, nice, nice and simple. There's a little Superboy story for you. Yeah. The Adventures of Superman as a boy, and that's always a fun thing, right? Right? Am I right? Anyway, so uh, lots, lots of stuff coming up, um, including uh, next week. Uh, we've got uh, uh, an awesome uh, stump the subs to do, and uh, so we will get to that. Um, but uh, as I said, routine got uh, kind, of, kind of blown to heck this week, so. Um, something a little different and uh, I know we've done a few of these so maybe it's not that different but anyway hope you enjoyed it and uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have, have much more Legion-y stuff next week so comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com you can join in the conversation at, on our Facebook page at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com we are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way into the time bubble. And uh, we'll you know, hopefully see someone dressed in a far too short archer costume. Wait. See? Darren doesn't need to be here for me to do that stuff. Uh, anyway, so, um, but we will see you all next week. Thank you.